We're back in iTunes. Parodies are okay. William Shatner could be heading back to Star Trek. Alex says, Don't this the downturn. We're heading into the airwaves. Welcome, one and all, to the recently re-itunesed Airwaves, the podcast that brings it together the news and the panellists, synergizes that with a turnkey blue sky attitude, and then releases it on time. Yes, I fluffed that, but I, I cut it up, so it sounded absolutely off the cuff, didn't it? With me this week, to pull all of that into sharp focus, I'm making synergistic um, things with my hands there. Uh, Alex G. Fox, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, all right. Um, okay, I, I shall be the uh, the round peg to your round hole. That sounds terrible, yeah. doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you got to get your dogs, d- dogs, ducks in a row. I want my dogs in a row because that sounds even worse. That would work. That would work, wouldn't it? I'm not sure. I mean, so far there's not been a single couple of words that have gone together with any synergy. Maybe that was the worst word you could have picked. Could have been. It could have been. I wrote it. I wrote that intro at lunchtime, and I'm not really sure how well it went. That's when you were still awake. Obviously. Indeed. Well, yeah, that was that was before I got asked to go to London tomorrow. I'm in London tomorrow. Well, you live in London, mate. Yeah, I know. But that's beside the point. Oh, there you go. The weather in London is lovely, but yeah, oh, I'm sure it'll be lovely and lovely and warm tomorrow. Not raining and horrible and grey. Somebody asked me the other day, why do we always do a weather forecast at the beginning of the show? Oh yes, <laughs> I just said public service. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> it's that little bit. Ex- we go that little bit little further. Bit extra. There you go. Next up for all your F1 and Ghostbuster needs. Mr. Tony Blunt, how's things, sir? That, that, was, that was a bit out of the box, that, that whole intro, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit out of the box. Not sure it was yeah. in the... In the not in the box. Or were you out of your box at the time? Not really out of the public's, in the public's best interest, but anyway. Oh, dear. Well, look what, look what happened, um, what was it, yesterday? Or was it the day? Yeah, it was the 27th. Um, 27 years ago... No, it was 27 years ago yesterday, the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation aired. How about that? 27 years! And it took a few seasons for it to actually look all slick and well, yeah. No, it took about well. You can actually see you can actually see the difference in quality, especially on the on the Blu-ray versions, because everything everything becomes crisp and uh, nicely done in the third series. So hold on. Yeah, so yeah. twenty-seven years ago, but this wasn't the James T. Kirk episode. It was the previous one. It wasn't. No, this was the this was the Next Generation Picard and Riker. That's twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, and you know, my brain just went. Oh, it, it must nearly be nearly fifty the, uh, for the Kirk it's, one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's sort of. Uh, twenty-seven years. He hasn't aged a bit. He looked really old then, didn't he? 27 years since I wrote this song. 22 now, but it won't be for long. You know, I was, I was listening, right? Now, yeah, this is media. It's almost it media. Almost. It was I was listening point. to, uh, I like um, Billy Bragg, you know, New England. 20, what was it called? Tw- I was 21 years when I wrote this song. I'm 22 now, but I won't be for long. And the other day, I was listening to something on Spotify and there was a Simon Garfunkel thing came up because I'd watched The Graduate and I was listening to that. And they started a song that started, I'm 22, I was 22 years when I wrote this song, I'll be 20, 23 now, it won't be for long. And they predated uh, 
Billy Bragg by a long time with that song, and, and I was like, oh dear. I know it, uh, there's plagiarism, and there's, there's a really dodgy way of trying to hide it. Which brings us on to our first story, but I'll let you do the bit before, but I think it is a sort of a parody. It is a little bit of a parody. Well, this might be a parody. Depends how you look at it. We're back in iTunes. Um... We were gone. That's more, that's more of a tragedy. We were gone. <laughs> we were gone since April. Uh, problems with the feed and other bits and pieces. And um, we were nearly gone till November. And we, we yeah, well, we, yeah, yeah. nearly. But we managed to get back in just just within the skin of October. But uh, if you like the show, and if you're listening to the show and you don't like it, there must be something very very strange going on. Um, but if you would like to like to subscribe in iTunes, please do. Uh, and if you like the show, please give us a review. It's awfully nice to see what uh, what people think of the show. And uh, if you if you like the show, then yeah, please please leave us a review. Um, if you don't like the show, then it's it's time for some quiet introspection. I think. Right, leading on to the business. This is this is this is things that are. Um, happening in the industry parody copyright laws set to come into effect this story from the bbc.co.uk changes to uk legislation are to come into force later this week allowing the parody of copyrighted works under current rules there has been a risk of being sued for breach of copyright if clips of films tv shows or songs were used without consent but the new european copyright directive will allow the use of the material so long as it is fair and does not compete with the original version right Right. Uh, the new law will come into effect on the 1st of October. Owners of copyrighted works will only be able to sue if the parody conveys a discriminatory message. It would then be able to... Um, there would, it would then be down to a judge to decide if the parody is funny. Which, um... Well, which I don't is know. Kind of, I, I don't know, that's open I don't know if funny is really something that should come into it. Mm. It should be either legal or le- illegal. I don't think it should be judged. I mean, it'd be like one of those things, you know, you're going to have um, a theatre with a, an audience and you're going to get someone with a long, crooked stick and then they're going to perform the parody. And if they get yanked off too quickly or they get three X's or whatever, I know the X Factor stole that, but for people above the age of 12... That actually is a format that has been used since like the 1930s for talent competitions. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's just he's parodying a, a proper competition. There we go, because people don't but, take the X Factor yeah. seriously, of course. No, of course. I mean, as it should be, obviously. But um, <laughs> yes, so I, I just think it'd be really funny. So the, you you know, if if you don't make them laugh, you're going to prison. <laughs> so, I, did, you know. I did think it was it was weird for a judge to. To sort of determine what's funny, it's like Simon Cowell determining what's music. You know. Yeah, but if the judge finds it funny, does he get first rights on your contract? <laughs> well, he should be. Uh, shouldn't he be paying to watch it, or shouldn't he? Shouldn't there be some kind of royalties going around? Well, quite. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can think of quite a good game show that you could have on a Saturday <laughs> night. It would be, wouldn't it? It'd be like, who's going to prison this week? Mm. Who's produced a parody that just isn't funny mm-hmm. and is just yeah. taking the mick? But yeah, this is this is this is. I open. think that's Channel Four, isn't it? It is. Yes, or Channel. I mean, 5. that would cover it all. But it, that that line disturbs me. You know, it would be the, then be down to a judge to decide if the parody is funny. That really is open to interpretation. I mean, if it's if it's uh, I don't know some kind of sexist joke and you get a I don't know you get a, a male judge or a female judge depending on what kind of sexism goes on and it might be funny to, to one set of people it might not be funny to others but you can see them sitting there going and what is a joke 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, tell even, me, what is you know, the comedy store? Yeah. I mean, even Weird Al with his last album, one of his songs got, got him into a bit of trouble because of language. Yeah. Was it not funny? It was it was a parody of that Blurred Lines song. It was about grammar, you know, and sort of common mistakes people make. And there's, you know, there's, there's a few words in there people weren't happy with. Hmm. Mm. Well, did they use the wrong form of there? Did they do an ERE oh, rather? Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. How many H's were used? It's oh, enough oh, to make dear. it grind. Well, that's teeth. a parody on intellect, isn't it? It is. Mm. It is. It is. Carl Madden. Oh, I mean. Dear. I mean, this sort of thing, it was already, they sort of have it in the States, don't they, where they're, they're allowed to use something, you know, and do, uh, say, put another voiceover on it or something, you know. Yeah, it's fair, that, fair use policy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's the kind of thing, I mean, YouTube seems to even use it over here. But, but this is the first time we've, I think we've probably seen it in, yeah, written down in legislation, probably. I mean, it's a tidying up of rules, isn't it? Because there's always been a... You know, look, if, if you take somebody's work and you're abusive to them with it or you mm. take somebody's work and say, I don't know, say it's supposed to be positive for one thing and you use it to absolutely in the opposite context, then there's a right to sue. You know, this is yeah, that's, that's, yeah. But they're saying here, it's only t- tidying up the rules that's saying, look, if there's no offence meant and there's no offence produced... As long as it's within good taste, uh, which does limit quite a lot of it, I must admit. Yes. But as long as it's in good taste, then um, let's just not let's just draw a line over there under there. But the thing is, it's it's again, it, it's not. I mean, it is clear. But then you come back to that line. It would be then down to the judge to decide if the parody was funny. Um, again, you've got enough ambiguity in here that says if you've got a good enough lawyer and you could hire, I don't know, somebody that does live at Apollo to tell you it is funny, then you've got a chance. And if you've got a good lawyer, then you can hire somebody that also does live at Apollo that could explain why it isn't funny. So then you're, you're taking comedy, if you like, to an intellectual basis. And uh, as we all know, comedy and intellect don't necessarily go very well because all you've got to do is watch enough podcasts, you'll realise that they're not very funny. Indeed. Indeed. Well, there you go. Oh dear, I think it's very much open to interpretation and I'm looking forward to the first court case, I think that will be. I'm I'm looking forward to the lawyers making even more money. Indeed. Because as we know, they're a misguided or a misjudged part of our society. They deserve more than they're getting right now. Yeah, they do. And of course, judges should be there to decide on what is popular or not. (laughs) You know, because they are basically, they determine what society needs and wants. Both in criminal matters business matters and now social and comedian yeah, it's apparently it's only that. fair i mean as well as like the technology matters they've waded in on recently you know you know especially what with things is, like twitter you know yes what you know. is twitter what is yeah. social network and one of them is going to come out and goes what is socializing would you, you want talk your... to people that didn't go to the same school as you what's <laughs> wrong with you would you want your servants to see this parody Exactly. Well, that's what they think Downton is, don't they? They they think it's a parody of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot more abusive where I live. (laughs) They allow the they allow the servants to speak, and they allow them to eat. And what's more, they pay them wages. Mm, 
Right, let us get into... Enough about my home life. Oh, dear. <laughs> Let's get into the movies. William Shatner. Is it what? Need a ticket for that formula. We do, yeah. yeah. We- <laughs> William Shatner says he's been asked to come back to Star Trek. This story from TheVerge.com. William Shatner's Captain Kirk could be coming back to Star Trek. Speaking at Wizard World Nashville Comic Con... Good heavens. A typically laconic Shatner said that he'd received a uh, he'd recently received a call from J.J. Abrams regarding a role in the third Star Trek movie since the series was rebooted in 2009. Shatner said that discussions were preliminary at the moment and that any appearance would depend on what was done with his character, but he would be delighted to return to Starfleet. Uh, speaking at the convention, Shatner said he was surprised Abrams called uh, as the two hadn't spoken for several years. Abrams had tried to get Shatner into his rebooted Star Trek timeline before, but Abrams uh, said the plan fell through because Shatner made it very clear he wanted the movie to focus on him significantly. The plan no surprise there. Yeah, the planned scene would have reportedly featured Shatner's Captain Kirk singing a version of Happy Birthday for Leonard Nimoy's Spock, but it was cut because it was only there to pander to fans. Now, tone. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> fans and, and they had a problem with that after the first film. Yeah. I think there was quite try- a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, that's most of the reason why Spock was there, was it not? They were trying desperately to pander to fans. I think, I think they just ended up yeah. annoying most of them because, yeah, I'm, quite, I'm not quite sure what, um, um, socially important message Star Trek would actually be giving. What makes it so important that you're not actually allowed to pander to fans? It's, it's not like a, a documentary where people are going to live their lives and change their views politically and ethically because of Star mm. Trek. And if it is, they probably need help. So pandering to fans isn't... I can't think of anything else that Star Trek is there for. Well... I don't think Gene Roddenberry would have mm. would have wanted to pander to fans. I don't think. I mean, the, no, he wasn't a fan. But he of had it. a he right. Was more, he was but trying he had a right. to. Yeah, yeah. But these people don't have a right to decide whether to pander to fans to fans or not because they aren't the creators. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to I what mean, we said the other day about things like Holmesian and giving them a back character. If it wasn't written by the original, then don't it doesn't it. exist. Yeah. So pandering to fans is the only thing you've got left. You can't, I mean, that's the trouble. They reboot something not written by the person whose mind it came out in the first place and then try and take it seriously. It's, it worries me because the, the last time they tried to do something for the fans, you know, the last episode of um, Star Trek Enterprise was actually a Next Generation episode, if you think about it, because it all takes place on board the Enterprise D. Spoiler yeah, yeah. alert, but in in holographic form as yeah. well. It's a simulation. I think and Rick, some some fans kind of extended that to oh, was the whole series a a simulation? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's um, it just confu- it, it it irks me somewhat because obviously these people don't understand what uh, if if I may be so bold, they don't understand what makes what makes Star Trek great. I'm sure uh, I'm sure J.J. Uh, Abrams doesn't. Mm. You only have I to the amount of lens flares in the damn Yeah, he, he will understand. That's why I do think he'll do better with Star Wars, because that's more yeah, I'm sure his kind of thing, you know. Crash, bash, bish, bosh. Thank I get you, the man. feeling he got the Star Wars job because of Star Trek. Yeah, because he turned Star yeah. Trek into Star Wars. He even put, yeah. he even put R2-D2 in a, in, a, in a debris field. Yeah. Just yeah. be careful he doesn't turn this into Bambi. <laughs> what, Star Wars? 
Yeah, Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Mm. No, no. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, the other thing is, um, it's like since the first one of these, you know, this J.J. Abrams version of Star Trek, Shatner has been trying to get in, but <laughs> I think it. I think when they've tried to offer him, like you know, a cameo or a, sh- a shorter yeah. role, he wants more. He's he? he's. That's not going to be what he wants. He wants something more significant, you know, like say when he guest starred in things like Columbo, you know, he was always the main murderer or whatever, you know, you know, he, he wants to be the, in the limelight. He, he can't be the one who sits back while trying to pass a baton. And I, I do have an awful lot of sympathy for anyone that has William Shatner expecting to be playing a main character. I mean, I know you lot worship him as I if don't he worship. was a demigod, no, but I, I personally worship. think he's an appallingly bad actor that had one very, very lucky. Yeah, yeah, but he had one very, very lucky break, and there's a cult following, and he still actually doesn't realize that He's just a very, very lucky boy that got very, very lucky. And he's like, oh, no, you've got to build this film around me. It's like, yeah. I mean, oh, mate, you were, you were yeah. terrible 40, 50 years ago. I'm not sure you've improved with age. Mm. What they want to do, they want to do, um, oh, I nearly got the right word. Um, it's that space cartoon thing where they, they're a delivery company. I can't think of it. Futurama. Uh, Futurama. Futurama. They want to do a Futurama version with just having his head in a bottle. That would be really quite th- I'm surprised he wasn't on Futurama. I know Leonard Nimoy yeah, was in the pilot. Yeah, because pretty much all the others were in that, that one where they had the... Well, he probably mm, wanted the, the story... It. Yeah. He probably only want, he wanted the story written oh. about him, so he wouldn't yeah, be a yeah. bit... Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen Boston Legal, Alex? Uh, I've seen a bit of it, and the only disappointing bit was him. I I really like Boston Legal because of him. Actually, I think he yeah, but you've got an effect for the man. Uh, yeah, I do, but I think he did a very good job in it. Mm. He I've, kind I've of remade s- himself mm. a bit mm. with that. I've, I've well. got to say, even after the Star Trek captains, he's not anywhere near my favourite. No, <laughs> no, but I, no. I've got nothing against him. As you know, I've got nothing against him. But he he is he's his own parody, right? And we well, use that it's, word again. It's what he's become, yeah. Yeah, but that's where he was, and he, he was very, very... I mean, even if you go back to the first episode of Star Trek, and then you look at when he came in, the first actor was a far better actor. Oh, yeah. What? Um, I don't know his oh. name, but you just watch the two things compared to each other, and he comes in... Hunter, and all the, Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, he, and all he, of a sudden, it's yeah. the sort of staring at the screen and the, the deliberate pauses. Yeah. But those deliberate pauses are... Because I can't remember my lines. And, <laughs> you know, and you've got that sort of delivery and it's, um, I, don't know, I, I don't find the man offensive in any way. And he's a jolly guy and this and the other. But he, with the amount of talent that he has to get the career he's got, he should just be very, very, very grateful and then very, very pleased when he's at his age and his stage in life that somebody wants him to do anything more than opening a sweet shop. Yeah. If you look at, uh, if you compare the uh, the pilot, you know, the cage, the original um, mm, Star Trek yeah. episode with with Jeffrey Hunter and the slightly different cast, it it's more like a Next Generation episode, and that would not have worked in the in no, was in the sixties. Too far ahead of its time. No, it was I mean, when it was, it was because they had someone like yeah. Shatner to to 
be a bit be a bit over the top and yeah. and be I mean, a bit what more. they were going for was a, a TV version of a 1950s uh, radio drama and that that's fine but he wasn't playing that part he was hammy enough to fit that part but what all right then what do we think about what do we think about old actors coming back to remade things i mean we had we had this in battle in the battlestar galactica remake where what's his name came back uh, richard to, hatch richard hatch came back yeah. to um to battlestar i mean he he played a completely different character though so he fitted in a little better uh, i think he's a yeah, slightly better what was he well. was he apollo in the original wasn't he was he? yeah 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 and then I he was like was, playing this was, bad guy in in the new ones he was i thought yeah. i thought that was rocky but that's something you know. <laughs> um no, the thing is, when you do have characters that come back, there, there is a sense of it's excitement, it's anticipation. It happens in a lot of films, yeah, and, and you know a lot of TV shows. But they need to come back. They need to come back for a couple of minutes, which is a really high point. But they don't. You don't want them to take over even that episode. Mm. You want them to come in as a father figure or a mother figure, something that lifts everybody. Just the idea of them being there, it, it almost. That's what a cameo should be. It should be, we're all waiting for that cameo, and it, it should last 30 seconds, a minute at the most. And it has a bit all, more impact that way. And it has a lot of impact, And then, but we, we've got the joy of it. But you make an episode of something, and it's like, yeah. it's always a letdown. It's always which, a disappointment. Which they did. Which they did with um, Sulu, George Takai, in Voyager, didn't they? They had an episode, because one of the... Sort of current crew of Voyager was yeah. serving with Sulu as his yeah. as one of his officers. That wasn't a bad episode. Yeah. I haven't but, watched it for a while. I but I think that it. sort of pushed the limit of what you'd want in I think it did, the, yeah. the guest yeah. star. You know, well, case in case in point. Um, what about um, uh, DeForest Kelly in in the in the pilot of the Next Generation? Next Generation. He was yeah, in it for there two for, minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just a nice, a nice sort of handing off of the show to yeah. to the next. Where he mistakes an android for a Vulcan. Yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't see any pointy ears on you. <laughs> you sound like a. Vulcan. It was a line, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any points on your ears, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Speaking of speaking of people c- coming out and leaving shows, um, does anyone here watch new tricks? <laughs> Oh, I have seen one, and and yes, yeah. um, I forgot his name. Yeah. Oh, it's very, it's very popular. But Dennis Waterman, the last original cast member, has left. So there are no original <laughs> cast members left. No, but who's now going to sing the theme tune? Who's going to write the theme tune? Well, perhaps so Nicholas Lindhurst will new tricks. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps Nicholas Lindhurst will give it a bash. But in a funny way, the program does give itself to that change of character though doesn't it because it, it's a department as opposed to a group of people yeah, you're and, focusing around a single character yeah and as people retire from the main force they then move on to this force but then they get too old for this force so the recent retirees from the last the main force come into being that's how the bill it's, worked it's, yeah it, it's a it's a very good way of mm, giving a program longevity it's a good trick even new tricks. Yeah, there we go. You had a oh. similar thing going on with spooks over the years, didn't you? Where various cast members left, and there'd be someone new come in. They could come in and lead the team straight away because they replaced the lead before. I think by the, by the end of that series, though, there was only one or two original yeah, there, members. Yeah, there was like Harry, and that was it. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was the main. He was the main man. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, let us move on to uh, the music. First act enters UK Top 40 chart on streaming alone. <gasps> Ooh, this story uh, selected by Tone from BBC.co.uk. US singer Megan Trainer has become the first actor, the first act, actor? Back up. Has become the first act to enter the UK Top 40 based purely on streams of her music. She can, entered the single... Can I just stop you there? Surely her, surely her name's Megan Sneaker. Um... Because isn't that what the Americans call it? It is. It is what the, uh, yes, it is what the Americans call it. Right, that joke fell really well. It did fall. Well, well, well done. Well, well, thanks for understanding. Now, you see, um, what would a judge say about that? Because you were clearly parodying something there. I was trying my best. Yeah, you, I think, you, I think you, I'd have got have a life 30 years. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no chance of remand oh. unless I get my mouth shut. She entered the singles chart at number 33 with All About the Bass. Oh, there's a song title to inspire countless minions. Three months after rules changed to count streamed songs towards chart positions. The track racked up 1.17 million streams over the past week. The song is not available for download or physical sale until Monday. So if it's that popular, it's probably made about 47 pence then, hasn't it? It was announced in June that songs played on streaming services would count towards the UK singles chart with 100 streams equaling one single purchase. <laughs> Before that, only sales and downloads counted towards chart positions. Uh, Martin Talbot, chief executive of the official charts company, said Trainer had broken new ground. So it's obviously a, uh, it's a, it's a metal-sold trainer then. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Got Blakey's on it. Yeah. Oh, Blakey's. I remember them. So you the judge had determined that was funny. Mm. There we go. You're still on the still on the fence about Alex's earlier quip. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the jury. Indeed. So this jukebox is, jury. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Literally swimming in something. Affluent. Um, yeah. So if yeah, breaking new ground. What do we think? Yeah, I think I'm surprised it happened this quickly after the the, the rules changed. And I, but I think we will be waiting quite a bit longer for, to get to say top ten, you mm-hmm. know, on oh, streaming alone. Yeah. But what the beauty of this is, I'm like, like, she might be really big and popular anyway. I don't know. I've no idea who she is. Right? I'm sure she's wonderful. Right? The point is, it's allowing somebody, in my eyes, to break through because you can get an you know an underground band you can get something where you can get sufficient enough of streams by word of mouth by social network by you know spotify recommendations and all this sort of stuff because i'm sure spotify if they see something going and see something getting busy they then put it on their front page because they look you know it's almost like i've no idea why this is taking off but have a look at this it seems to be bigger than popular tunes yeah and it's a way of artists being able to create their own movements without the need of, you know, the EMIs and the Sonys of this world, which is why they don't like it, because all of a sudden their PR and their, all the rest of it might not be as powerful as um, it has been in the past. But I, I think this is for the, oh, we like the word democratization, but for the democratization of music, this is a really, really, really big thing. I mean, you only have to look at... Uh, I mean, because we've got another story over here from the BBC.co.uk. Uh, Tom York released his new album on BitTorrent. People are 
moving to streaming stuff more than more than ever. I mean, I know we've been banging on about it for the last year, saying that, oh, yeah, streaming is becoming more and more popular. But stuff coming out on BitTorrent. And also, it's only if it's available for just £3.68. Well, I don't quite understand why you'd want to do it on BitTorrent as opposed to just sticking it on a server. I think it's probably because it's a cool platform. There's a cool factor. Okay, but... And probably oh, cost enough. involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is no cost, is there? You, st- you stick it up in one place yeah. and you get 10 people to say, can you stick that up on... Is it seeding? Is that what you That's do? exactly yeah. what I mean, but stuff. That's, that's what it is for BitTorrent, say, versus a regular regular server where you'd probably you know, have some sort of but why cost, don't however care? low. How do, you, how do you get money for something that you're sticking on a, a thieves platform? Well, because it's not... BitTorrent is not a thieves platform. <laughs> no, but my point is, I don't know, where do you buy legal torrents? Because well, I don't know if you can buy a torrent. You no, might you be able to download legal torrents, but where you do you... can get access to it. But, I mean, BitTorrent, BitTorrent is more of a more of a company these days because they're, they are actually selling real stuff. Um, they've got a streaming service, I think, and also they're selling, you know, they're selling music as well. But, I mean, it's quite clever in a way because of... This will be successful no matter how terrible it is because I don't know I'll again. Reserve I judgment Tom, until I hear it. Tom York. No, but it will be successful because of what he's done with it. Um, I, I'm really glad it hasn't been some big mainstream band that thinks bandwagon, bandwagon, or thinks um, we'll, we'll give know, our wet, we'll force our. Something yeah. into into iTunes for everybody, ah. but, you know. Well, this is the sort of thing. But I mean, uh, look, it, it's a good idea. There is well, there's no cost at all because obviously there is certain amounts of server costs. But I've got to be honest. All he's saying is I don't want anyone to make any money out of my music other than me. Yeah, it's he, like he it's the old fashioned selling. No, it's the old fashioned selling tapes out the back of your ba- uh, at the back of your van after a gig. Yeah, mm. which is fair which enough. is perfectly okay. Yeah, yeah. but they've also got to remember that there is a place for all the other things, which is you know people that like to watch music TV and like to watch videos and like to watch all the rest of the stuff, which is commercial, and you can have people that are you know sanctimonious about that. So, well, we don't want commercial music. Well, without commercial music that music won't exist either because the platforms that that is going to be fed on will disappear. They will, yeah. Well, no Um, self-respecting musician would produce that bilge, would they? No. But, I mean, mean, good luck to him. I just hope it's something that's good enough to, you know, warrant the place in history that it Mm. could have. Mm. Well, it, it wouldn't wouldn't even be the first time for Tom York having this kind of thing, would it? Because with it in rainbows for Radiohead, they sort of stuck it up on their website and told people pay what you like. Yeah, so this yeah, but is I mean, the, that's again that's server based though. That's yeah. the difference. But this, this is, is the know, point of the actual delivery is interesting to mm. me. Yeah. So Tony, you a Tom York fan? Are you going to go out and buy this? Um. Yeah, I'm going to go and have a look. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know what? I don't even know who he is, but they might. You might even get three sales out of this on the grounds that we're all going. Well, it's it's new. I like what he's doing. It's only three pounds sixty eight. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I mean, I mean that, that's, that's, that's not even a pint where I live. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, that's <laughs> no, it isn't. That that's often been seen as a problem with some of music. You know, pricing for albums and so on before iTunes came along was getting you know and. 
this is at a point for an album where you know people will willingly pay it 16 pounds for an album on cd i remember seeing once thinking, yeah exactly oh, yeah but oh. you think i mean even when you're talking about an album on itunes or amazon or one of those it's still there, there's still a big enough proportion that they're taking that's knocking the price up now i don't want itunes and amazon and places like that to get defunct but i do think if there is it's almost I know it sounds silly it's like a revenge it's like a revenge because of you know Amazon came along and then pushed the prices of books down uh, iTunes came along pushed the prices of music down I like the idea of something else coming along that now giving them a little bit of a kick in you know I mean like I say it won't be long until we'll all have to be rejecting music because it will be the U2 syndrome it will all be yeah. appearing be on our on devices yeah. and we'll be going no I don't want it Mm. But, you know, that is the logical end to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you'll say, if you want to keep it, you can have it for a week, and if you like it, pay for it. If not, it automatically deletes. Which made me think, you know, when um, you two were... I mean, that was the biggest joke. We're working with Apple to devise a new musical format. You're like, yeah, mm, sure. Do you, you know what the word format means? Yeah. Anyway, oh, he's such a... How many mathematicians do you have there in that there yes, YouTube exactly. of yours? <laughs> yes. Uh, but the point is, that sort of, I was thinking, hmm, what could that be? Maybe it's something that sits itself on there for nothing and you can buy it. You can have so many plays before you have to pay. Or you can have so many plays and pay pennies for it akin to the mm. same rate that you pay on Spotify. Uh, but there's a maximum. It's like the Oyster card version of buying your music you can play it so many times and after a certain amount of times you've you've reached enough plays you then own it and you don't have to pay anymore that's the only format thing i can see working but of course you two would have invented that well put it this way if they did and it's not come out officially i have just invented that because i'm the first person to actually go on air yeah. and say i said that so if they do that yeah. I want all the money, thank you very much, because I'm the first one to go public, and this constitutes, um, well, it doesn't constitute anything really, yeah. but I'm going to pretend this con constitutes copyright yeah. law. Indeed, there we go. It's I'm sure I could find some judge somewhere that doesn't understand what music is that would go, yes, that's funny. And I go, no, no, you're trying me for this. Not <laughs> no, for it's it. a wrong, wrong type of game. Yeah, it's the wrong one. Oh, this is copyright, not parody. Oh, it's still funny. Apple will not shut down Dr. Dre's Beats music, but it could fold it into iTunes from theguardian.com. Apple will not shut down its Beats music service, acquired in May as part of its $3 billion purchase with Beats headphones, but may rebrand it as part of iTunes. A company spokesman told The Guardian... That the reports of Beats Music closure were not true, corroborating a report from technology site Recode that Apple would maintain the Beats Music subscription service. Apple did not rule out rebranding of the service, which could bring it in line with the company's iTunes music brand. It already operates a streaming music service called in the US, sorry, called iTunes Radio, which operates as an ad-supported personalized radio service using particular songs or artists to play to build a playlist rather than allowing the user to choose tracks individually. Unlike the Beats headphone brand, which has worldwide recognition as horrible plastic rock boxes um beats music has failed to gain widespread recognition uh, the service was launched in january in the u.s but has not expanded to the uk or elsewhere beats music is available on the iphone android windows and through a browser and recently launched on apple tv 
with its iOS 8 update. Apparently, that probably doesn't work then. Yeah. Apparently, uptake has been slow with just 111,000 registered accounts in May. Oh, dear. Trying to work out how many 111 is going to 3 billion, but I can't do it quickly. Oh, dear. There's less people are using Windows 8. <laughs> that's, that's nearly Probably as many so, as we've got listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we get, yeah. I get that no, many emails in our mailbox every week. Yeah. Oh, well, some people might claim that is. Yeah. Accurate figures, that's the thing. Accurate figures. I'm sure they have accurate figures, but um, nobody's used Dr. Dre's Beats Music service. I don't see the point when iTunes is there. Why? You know, why they wouldn't just fold it in? But I can't see what different function it serves either. Well, it's just another it, streaming service, isn't it? It's exactly. like RDO or Spotify or just like having Napster, having the streaming element there in iTunes. That's yeah. all it would bring. I suppose that's the infrastructure. And they've tried to do that with the radio. Sorry. Well, it's not only the infrastructure. There's the uh, people that already signed up to it. Now I have no idea how many there are. But how many of those 111,000 registered accounts also, uh, those account holders, sorry, are also iTunes account holders, do you think? Mm. Well, if, if it's on an Apple TV, I think 111,000 of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, it would be. Yes, um, there's no other way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know. Must I, be, you look really stupid walking around with an Apple TV on each year. Yeah, well, that's no, what you look like. No more stupid than you'd look like wearing Beats headphones. Pair, pair of beats headphones. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But the wires are a bit longer. Yeah, I I don't think this is... I mean, obviously Beats music has has been a bit of a flop. I mean, yes, it was only introduced in... When was it? I just read it out. Well, it was it was introduced in... In, in the past. In the past. Um, so it's, it's, it's not done anything. Why would Apple bother to even keep it going, do we think? Because... Spotify did something that they thought was a good idea. And um, because they didn't want to go in and buy a Spotify, they went, you know what, we'll do it ourselves. Actually, let's be really hip and buy someone that does it, but someone a bit more far out. And their normal idea of far out is somebody's no one's ever heard of because they're basically so geeky or nerdy that no one on the planet's heard of them, including their own family. So they went with... Hmm, this is really like far out and popular, but people may have heard of him. We don't. We haven't got a clue who this bloke is, but lots of young whippersnappers do, and after all, they're the future. And we built all these iPhone 5Cs just for them, and not one of them bought it. But other than that, it was a really good idea. Maybe they're just going to brand the headphones to be the same Mm. color as the phones and try and flog them as a pair. Buy one, get one free. Beats music. It just works. Yeah. We call it I beats music. I mean, I mean that, that's that's why I always thought it was more that that whole purchase is more for a brand name to re you know, rebrand their own earphones that they supply with the phone. But I thought that was the main value they would have ever got out of this, and this has proved okay. Yeah, because I, I, I don't see anything that beats you know, music did differently to what iTunes no. was already setting up anyway. Now, the thing is, what you do, right, you spend, when you've got oodles of money, what you do, you spend three billion pounds on anything, which is, is nothing, you know. I mean, I'm sure their accountants will manage to do something with a tax and it'll end up costing nothing. And what you then do is, because it's such a large amount of money and you've got such a large infrastructure, it will be successful. And all the people that sit there and say how wonderfully brilliant you are and they will, in five years, go and, look, look, see, it was worth them buying Beats. 
because they would have thrown everything behind it, which would be no different to starting from scratch or buying someone else or not doing it, or it makes no difference. But they know it is a, they can't lose because it's not an amount of money that makes any difference to them. Um, they will, because of Beats, the turnover of the headphones were substantial. They could throw a little bit of uh, design behind the headphones, make them more Apple-esque, and then say, look, we've thrown our Apple best team at making these look slightly more expensive and we're going to charge you the same amount of extortionate money anyway. So their profit margins will still be amazing. And um, I think I think they reckoned it would only take three years, even on the current you know, turnover of beats to make their money back. And so basically within three years, it's going to take them a while to get a, a big enough stake of the market because of Amazon has already got that stake of that sort of market. So has Google, so has um, RDO, so has Pandora, so has Spotify. They will get that share, but they'll get that share by licking the, putting a little app next to the podcast app, which will be called BeatStream or something, and you won't be able to get it off your phone. And there'll be some special deal because of you have already got an Apple, and it'll be some flack this or flack that. Which I noticed um, Sony, Xperia Z3 already plays full um, size flak without any problem whatsoever, which I thought was really impressive. I never knew that because they were banging on all iTunes are going to sort of up it and they're going to go to flak eventually and everyone's going to be. I didn't realize that. Sony already did it. It'll be Apple flack, though. We all know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. And if if you don't like it, you'll be catching the flack. Yeah. Quite, quite but um flack it yeah, i mean yeah flack it exactly i'm really trying not to say the obvious one and <laughs> so um tone tone buttered it buttered it um no I, I, it, they can't they won't lose but they will they would have won anyway it just seems like an acquisition for the sake of i don't know it almost seems this sort of what the u2 was about they bought this thinking it was going to give them a bit of credibility, then realised that the people that are interested in Beats headphones and Beats music really couldn't give them monkeys. So they went, oh, aren't you too really popular with the young people? Um, can't remember now. We'll get them on stage. They're it, popular it's with almost, people my age. <laughs> no, but that's the point. It's almost like looking at, I don't know. I mean, it's dad dancing in business terms, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, and if you're going to have um, Lily Savage running the company, it's bound to be a slightly odd thing to happen. Mm. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. It's just, look, they've got enough money, enough resources to throw behind it that it will be successful. And they will be able to say in a year's time, they'll be able to stand on the stage and say, you know, we bought Beats Music and look what we've achieved. And you look at it and go... Yeah, well, right. It's like, you've got all the money in the world. You've got all the resources in the world. If you couldn't have done what you achieved, what you have achieved, it's like they could bring out a, you know, they could have cut the iPhone in half and given you two bits <laughs> and made it a Lego that You set. have to buy separately. Uh, yeah, you have to buy separately. And, wouldn't and bend then, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, and you'd need a, a lightning cable for 50 quid to join the two halves together. And they would have got away with it. There'd have been enough people out there going, yeah, that goes with my nice new beard and my tight jeans. I've got to have one of those. 
You can't bend it because you can put it's so big. You've got two halves, so you can go in each of your back pockets and Bluetooth together, and you won't be able to bend it because it's half the width. Alex, you've solved the problem of new. Yes, I know that, and I've just changed copyright law. I'm on a roll. Yeah, yeah, aren't you I? are, you are, yeah. And with that, let us get into what we've been watching, reading, playing, or listening to. We're going to start with me because I've got a, I've got a list of three things. I mean, I know, I know. Here it says on my note that it says pretty much nothing. Ellipses. I thought that was pretty much and nothing i no, thought that was the three things you'd watch it's not the three things no no the first thing i did uh, and i did this a couple of weeks ago i forgot to mention it uh, we've been talking and, and thrashing this poor u2 album but actually it's all right it's it's fairly um fairly inoffensive standard u2 fa- yeah standard u2 which is perfectly yeah. listenable to well it was like the rattle and hum but without the rattle part yeah so it's more like kind of just just meh. It's fine. You know, it's perfectly nice. It, it'll do. It'll do. It, it'll do. It's fine. Uh, the second thing was... Um, I should have written this down. Wop, wop. The, next thing, the next thing on my list, now that I've spent the last two hours trying to remember, is Doctor Who. And um, I didn't forget it because it wasn't a particularly memorable episode. I just forgot it because I'm really tired. Um, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was a bit bit more low-key. It was. You know sort of to the expectations we've had the last couple of weeks. Some of it I couldn't help feeling with like a, a tenant encore. You know, he's, once again, he's undercover at a school. You know, there might as well have been a teacher called Sarah, you know. It did remind me of that episode, and it reminded me of how much I enjoyed that particular, because it had Anthony yes. Head in it, that episode, didn't it? And yeah. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. That was a really good evil. episode. Yeah. No, that was horrible, though. I, I, you know what? I think... I agree, and I think it was a very good episode. And you know what? I I left that thinking. He's very funny, isn't he? I actually left that <laughs> thinking. He is yeah. very good. His comic time yeah. and he's great. These jokes are starting to work, mm. and they're starting to work on me. The, the oh, I have a wash. Oh yeah, I, I I didn't mean to mention it. And then and the thing about you know well. You know how? Why would they be able to tell us apart? Well, we obviously we look the same age, and there was a and few it, of those yes. shows. Yeah, and calling in PE. Yeah, all the whole and way it, and it's something that hasn't we haven't really had in the last two or three. Well, I think we had it a bit with Christopher Eccleston always getting Mickey's name wrong. No, but, but it was just there. Yeah. That was the comedy value of that yeah. show was actually very very good. Their relationship is working. I had. Um, a Twitter conversation with someone today, and and I see the thing is I I I I don't know if I want to give his name because uh, you know he, uh, he didn't mention it in the context of the show, but oh his name's Andrew that'll do right, and he was basically saying um, I'll find out his exact tweet so because of he said it somehow I'm not buying the friend stroke father relationship of the Doctor and Clara I prefer Donna as a friend that's far more believable and that got me thinking and I, and I sort of. I wrote to him about it, and we had a chat. But um, she's leaving, and the one of the reasons I think they're doing this, and one of the reasons they're leaving is it's not believable within the context of the relationship that they want to have. And then you get this week's episode, and I'm thinking, you know what? It's becoming more believable in the context of the relationship they have because of this week... He's fatherly. It's not so much fatherly, but he's big brotherly. You know, like I've got to accept what you're going to do and I've got to be that, but I'm, 
I'm going to belittle you a bit because you're like my little sister. I'm going to look out for you and you better be a good bloke type thing. And that all sort of works. And the context of it is starting to come together. And with the comedy side of it, and it wasn't a difficult episode, right? There wasn't a lot of, you know, the, even the sort of the, the alien creature in it. It, it wasn't amazingly, <laughs> it right. wasn't CGI'd or what it was, but it wasn't amazingly excited. But the, the, it actually worked really, really well. This is, for me, the simplest and therefore, in this context, the best show. Because the story of the alien part was practically irrelevant. Yeah. It was it, introducing the, the boyfriend as the boyfriend. It was introducing uh, the relationship. It was introducing the fact that he's protective over her, but he's, all right, fair enough, you've done one good thing, but I'm not going to let you get away with that. There was a lot right in this episode. Yeah. And I did it's like actually, that little, yeah. Sorry, it's just actually quite sad yeah. that they're doing this to bring it to a conclusion to mm, then yeah. change it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did like that little uh, montage where you know she's going – off on an adventure with a doctor then yeah. coming back to a date with him That's the in, stupid a, in, thing. A, in a different dress or something yeah. you know. and then, and then at the end of that she's like I can't keep doing this that's the silly thing I, I wanted to see all those episodes yeah that all looked fun what? you know what it took me about 10 minutes to realise the first bit when they were sitting in the brown planety thing or whatever I was like sitting there going yeah but what, what what's this mean I couldn't get it and then I went Oh, yeah, okay, we're not supposed to know. It's just you forget yeah. about all that. Yeah, it's just something that happened. You know, in years to come, when it's all finished, it will be like the Sherlock Holmes things, and people will <laughs> write <laughs> stories based on those seven-second bits. But, like, you know, you've got all these, I don't know, the madness of Colonel Warburton or whatever, because he was mentioned once, and there was a, there was the uh, tiger, was it the um, Sumatran tiger, which was mentioned once in... A content, no, no story, just the word Sumatran Tiger. And there must have been 17 books now written called the Sumatran Tiger and Sherlock Holmes. And um, I can see that. But yeah, I love that I'm going deep, deep undercover. And she went, you've just changed your coat. And he <laughs> went, why, do you recognize me? Yeah. I just thought that was the, he's playing it. Yeah. I'd really enjoying that. I can see, the trouble is, the comedy only works with her. And I'm not sure. I'm actually it was like, oh, well, you've got to get I, rid I, of her. She's great, but you've got to get rid of her because it's not going to work. And now I'm looking at it going, oh, no, actually, I can see this can really work. It can be slightly more lighthearted. And I, I can see a brother-sister relationship, and I can see it work. I think it will build to a point where he can he could pull it off with somebody else, that kind of same. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what it's going to, you know, it's going to get to where it can with yeah, with Clara, and then it will move on you know, after she leaves. But she can always come back anyway. Oh, yeah. The, the, I don't think they'll completely write is, her out that way, yeah. No, but her character isn't based as an assistant. Her character is based from the beginning of Doctor Who's existence. Mm. They've never, ever really still explained why she's there. There was always the point that she turned up through history and did something. But they've never explained why she's now who she is. Where, where did she come from in Bolton? If you remember when it it swat, switched over from her appearing, the very first time she appeared, must have been with uh, Matt Smith, mm. she was not, not, I mean, as Clara, not as anyone else. It was just like a little 
I don't know why I've got this gravestone in my head, and I don't know why it was a gravestone. It might not. But she sort of just appeared, and she was Clara Osborne all of a sudden. And there was no explanation as to where she came from, why she was there, why she was born in Blackpool or wherever it was, in 19, whatever it was. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it must have been 19 because she's got to be over 14. But, you know, it's, there was never that explanation. And there's a story to be told. And that would, could be a really interesting story to either come back to. A really interesting story as to where she moves on to with this guy and why she has to leave. Because it might not just be a love story that I can't... He might be going, no, I don't want you to do this anymore. I want you to stay here and start a family. Mm, yeah. Because that's, that's a bit lame for Doctor Who, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. I mean, your other option is it could end up as a spin-off down the line. Oh, God. <laughs> they, they did a spin-off <laughs> with Sarah Jane, didn't you? So. That was really good as a children's show. Yeah, very, a lot better. Mm. Yeah. Was it better than Canine and Friends? Yes. yes, but canine turned yes. up Sarah Jane, didn't she? Because she had yeah. canine. She did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor lady died, didn't she? She did, yeah, mm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, far too young. <sighs> well, the next... Hopefully thing, we get depressed now, shut up. Indeed, yeah. The, the next thing on my list, um, because it's... A, a, according to Carl, a friend of the friend of the. Uh, Nobody, don't make it up. He's nobody's friend. Friend of the of whoever, and um, he's been on this show a couple of times because he we just yeah can't seem to get. Felt sorry for him. Yeah. Well, (laughs) apparently it's National Podcasting Day tomorrow, so I thought I'd list off all the podcasts that I listen to during the week. The first one being the the one that I listen to every day without fail when when they do episodes. Of course, they they do episodes um, Monday to Thursday, and because of a Patreon campaign, they now do one on Thursday nights as well. So I get five episodes a week, and that is Frog Pants Studios, the um, the morning stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Abbott. Listen to it every morning. It is absolutely fantastic. It's got uh, many many uh, many guests on every week. Um, the the Trek Nerd section uh, segment every day in the morning is is uh, is very good. I sometimes find myself shouting things out in the car on the way. Well, going past the school, which has raised a few... Lucky like you don't listen to it on the bus. Indeed. Well, that's that's a silly thing. Last time I went, I had to go down to London. Uh, I listened to an episode of the morning stream in the morning, and I whispered under my breath the name of the episode that that particular question came from. And somebody saw me, and uh, they, they were staring at me out the corner of their eye for the rest of the journey. I must have, seemed, must have seemed a bit weird, yeah. yeah. Well, the next thing on my list is, is Mac Break Weekly. It's a bit of a... Um, it's, it's a bit of a staple in the... Uh, in the Mac world, I suppose, isn't it? Um, very, very popular on the Twit network. Uh, and last but not least, because we need a better cross pollination on this show, I also listen to the Mac and Forth podcast. Do you? Yeah. There's something wrong with that podcast. I keep getting this really lousy guy on every now and again. Oh, right, yeah, claiming really? to be a photographer. And yeah, he claims to be a photographer. Oh, right. Doesn't know anything about Mac, don't know anything about photography, don't know anything about podcasting, mm-hmm. knows even less about media. Really? Good heavens. Yeah. Well, why would we ever have him on here? Oh, Tone, why haven't you been on that Don't ever get him on. Don't <laughs> ever get him on. Why haven't you been on that show yet, Tone? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I must get you on it. <laughs> Not that it's my choice or anything like that, but... Uh, but uh, hey, Carl, Carl, he's, more, he's more likely to go on to the Dirty Mac podcast. Indeed. Carl, well, if, you're, if you're listening, um, get, get Tone on. Daft. Get Tone on. He's good. He's very if, good. If they, if they want the, the Android... Well, I mean, Barry's already an Android user, isn't he? He is, yeah. 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 So they've already got the kind of Android perspective on things Indeed. that Apple does. Indeed. So of course they have. Of course they have. <laughs> right. Alex, are you good to give your uh, your Yeah, yeah, you I'm I'm good. No, I've just been told that everyone's going out. 
Oh, and okay. I'm looking at the clock thinking, it's half past eight in a week. Why are you all going out? But anyway. On a Monday. <laughs> Alex, I want to I want to add my podcast. Yes. Because I think that's a jolly idea. Right. Go on then. So what have you been that's watching, reading, life. listening to, playing or what? Yeah, well, I'm going to say podcasting first because of okay. that's a... Apparently, tomorrow is National Podcasting Fiasco Did you day. hear that as well? Yeah, I did. I, I think yeah. Carl told me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he only talked to me. I think he's come up with it himself. I think he's yeah, he just made it up. Yeah. He's going to be like next week, oh, God, I can't uh, believe it. I've got those idiots talking about go. National yeah, Podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's National Mac and Forth Day on Friday. Anyway. Is it? I thought I, I missed that. So it was in London on Saturday. Yeah, actually, I will mention that. We had a good meet-up on Sunday. Oh, that mm. was really good. Saturday, wasn't it, Tone? Yeah. Well, me and Tone had a good yeah. time. But yeah, the thing is, right, there was a lot of people there all having a good time, and it was lovely, and we had certain friends, and we, I don't want to mention them again because it's, you know, it's not fair to bring up their names and, you know, mm. the hundreds of thousands of people that listen, it's not fair. And some of them were very famous and wonderful and pretty and gorgeous. But um, me and Tone had a great time. We had yeah. lots to drink. We, we, we also get- tried out Cards Against Humanity, was it? Yeah. That's, that was that's impressive. a very strange game. I mean, I showed you the card I had for one of the answers, and you, yeah. you were nearly on the floor. At that. It was, I can't say it on here because it was quite rude. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's very nice. I showed Tony uh, where the, the scenes of Sherlock jumping off the roof were filmed because he wanted to see them. I showed him uh, the I showed him the alleyway where Whitechapel ends. I showed him a few bits, and that's all within like tw- twenty yards of where we. Yeah, were. it was the most touristy thing I did all weekend. And then he stood there, and I was like, I'd started to feel. Oh, what? So I showed him the underground car park where they yeah. did Skyfall and various other things. Um, I showed him where I was born, but that's not quite as interesting to everyone else. So anyway, what do I listen to? I I right. Okay, you've mentioned. Yeah, you know, you've obviously mentioned uh, Mr. Madden's debacle. I mean, no. uh, podcast. Oh dear. I listen to my Mac. Now, it sounds like, oh, do you? He listens to all his Mac podcasts. No, they really didn't, don't care much about Mac, especially after mine was playing up all day. I'd like to see Mac thrown through the window occasionally podcast. Mm. That would be quite fun. Defenestration Mac. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mac, Mac catastrophe would be nice. Mm. Ah, Mac. Um, <laughs> I, I well, one I would be available <laughs> No, I'd like my Mac. I like the way Guy and, and Gaz, they, they just have fun. They do, basically, they have a laugh and they sort of tenuously basic around the fact that they sometimes talk about Mac stuff. So I do advise you to go and listen to my Mac podcast, two really, really charming fellows. They, uh, they, they've just got it right. They've got the balance between having a laugh, being fairly clean about it, um, giving you a bit of information, but you know, I, I mean, I have I ever met Gaz? I don't know if I've ever met Gaz. In every time we've gone to meet up, either he hasn't been there or I haven't been there. So, um, I mean, I've talked to Gaz on numerous occasions. I've actually been at the show, but that that was a terrible episode, so you don't want to listen back to that one. So that's a really good. And to be honest, uh, I don't really do much listening to podcasts. Um, my life is in sort of media and you know i sort of basically working i mean recently i'm working in television and things like that and so i tend to watch the telly for stuff that i've done so i don't tend to watch podcasts so um listen to it um and i also i'm going to add something i don't like video podcasts and um i just i just something i was thinking about the other day and why don't i like it because of I can't 
I don't want to sit there watching it like TV. I want it to be more personal. Nothing against the people that do it at all, actually. But I like it to be a bit more personal. I like it to be, you know, one of the places I like listening to the podcast is when I'm mowing the lawn. It's something that uh, I, don't, I, I do listen to them sometimes in the car. But I, I, if it's something that's going to wind me up, I don't want to listen to it in the car. Because if I start getting irate about it, it tends to transfer itself through my arms to the steering wheel, which is never a great thing. But mowing the lawn, especially, you know what's nice? Podcasts are personal. And if you, even if you don't know the person, I mean, I'm lucky, because quite a lot of the people involved in podcasts I do know personally. Okay, uh, I know Gaz personally, right? Never met him, but talked to him on many occasions. But Guy, you know, Guy who works with Mac, Mac it works with Gaz. Now, I don't know him, but I feel I've got a, a really nice relationship with a guy. I think he's a really charming guy. To me, he's an American Carl Madden. You know, he's a big, great big guy. And let's not be harsh on the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah. Let's try. I like him, so I can't say that. No, I say he's a great big guy. He's got a heart of gold. He's, he seems like a really good fella. Love to buy him a drink, and I'm I'm sure he's just a fantastic guy because he comes across, and that's what's nice about podcasts. They're they're real people that you feel what well, you can get in touch with. You know, you want to write to guy or gas, write to guy or gas. You'll get a lovely reply, and if if they've got time, pick up their Skype line and give them a ring. They'll have a chat with yeah. you, and that's the beauty <laughs> of all this sort of stuff, and that's why we do it. Actually, I mean, we know each other through podcasting. Mm. It just we've moved that on to a you know a whole new more personal level. I'd say yeah, so. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I mean, mainly alcohol based, but uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the way. Anyway, so I advise anyway, when we get together. <laughs> listen, if you listen to this, then you sort of listen to podcasts. But a lot of people listen to podcasts and they think, well, that's not like the radio or the telly. I, I, I you know, and don't get it. You're looking for the wrong thing if you're looking for radio. Or TV. It's not meant to be. In the same format as, say, a radio show or a TV show. Yeah. I mean, even it, the video ones, you could no. argue. Yeah. No, but it is to be. I mean, loads of people say guys down the pub. Yes, that's fine, but it's got to be more guys behaving nicely down the pub. Or, I, I you know, I prefer guys sitting in a coffee shop because guys down the pub, they sometimes spend too much time looking at the barmaid. You know, in a coffee shop, you can have a. A decent conversation with a smile on your head and maybe even keep on topic mm. occasionally. Occasionally you're okay. interrupted by the milk frother. Yeah, well, you know, every now and again it does no one any harm. Right, what I've been watching, reading, playing and something else, I don't know. I bought a game for my boy that isn't out yet and it's called Super Smash Brothers 4 on the Nintendo 3DS. Comes out in October the 3rd. And you know what, I can say that because as I said that, I heard the front door shut. And I thought, oh, I can announce I bought it for him because if I announce it now, he might overhear me. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought that. So I haven't been playing it, but I bought a game. I've been using the uh, the Wii with him lately as a game gear. Is that what it's called? A game something? Game cube? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was cool. And it's really good fun because, uh, you know, he said to me, you know, you can play that. And I was like, well, I thought the game thingy was broken because there was one somewhere and mm. he probably just needed cleaning. I couldn't <laughs> be bothered. You need to blow down the cartridge. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's a disc thing. It's CDs, isn't it? And I said, well, if they work on them, why don't we play them? And it was like, yeah. And we've been having a real laugh playing old games. Really good fun. So actually, if you have got a Wii, you might not know. 
you need to buy a controller, and I just bought another couple for a tenner for the two, actually, because I, <laughs> I won't say who did it, but someone had a temper and threw a controller, and it broke. It wasn't me. Well, it might have been. I'm not saying. Um, but, you know, it's really nice because there's lots and lots of, shall we say, vintage games. And they're, they're easy to play and they're fun. And, you know, one of the things about the Wii, it actually, when you play it as a Wii, you need a bit of energy. Because the way the controller works, you're actually moving around a bit. And that's great, right? Because that's what it's for. It's to get a bit of movement in your gameplay. But if you've only got a Wii, you do realize you can also sit there with a keypad sort of game and play the old-fashioned games and slob about on the couch. Because there is time for that as well. So I've actually been playing a bit. I'm no good at it. But there you go. You're not often going to get me saying I play the game. Right. The other day, I was sitting in the kitchen, and I leant on the remote. This is what happened. This is my, <laughs> this is my view. Right? And I leant on the remote, and Teddy came on in the kitchen. And I went, oh. I was about to turn it off, and I went, that's Kevin Costner. And it was Field of Dreams just starting. I think it was ITV3. So I don't even know what number it was, because I did that accidentally <laughs> and I thought I'll watch a bit of this and it was near the beginning and I carried on watching it and about an hour later I went what did I come in the kitchen for and so I watched the whole of Field of Dreams and it left me feeling really quite nice it was a nice charming film with some proper actors in it mm. I mean I know it was big in its day but you know it's like the concept of the film is a bit mm. Mm, you know but it's nicely done it's well done, and because I hadn't seen it for so, so long, I mean, I probably saw it when it came out. I might have even seen it in the cinema. That's how long ago it was. Um, it was a good film, and I enjoyed it. And sort of, you know, James Earl Jones, sort of, you, hear his, you hear his voice, and you sort of turn around and go, Mufasa, or whatever it was. I can't remember. <laughs> it was Lion King, wasn't he? Or, and always, it was like, you always yeah. know his voice. Yeah, and it was like, oh, he's so cool. And there was just loads of people in it that you went, oh, I didn't know they were in there. And I quite like the soppiness of the point of the film or the lack of point of the film. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of people in there that are no longer with us. There's a couple of people in there I don't like, didn't particularly like them because their opinions, certainly political opinions. But, you know, it was, you know, you can't hate people once they're gone. It's not allowed. So um, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was on ITV3. Uh, I'm not saying go and watch. I don't know. Is it on the ITV? I have no idea. But, you know, it's probably on Netflix or Love Film or something or other. Or, you know, probably half the people have got it in their DVD shelf and completely forgotten about it. So go and have a look in your DVD shelf because 25 years ago, you may have bought Field of Dreams. 1989, eh? Raid the bargain bin at your local petrol station. Were you born? I can't remember. Yeah. So anyway, I watched that. What? Nine. No, oh, yes, I was. Yeah, I was around. Don't worry. Okay. You you weren't shoeless Joe Jacqueline. You were napulous um, Russ Cluett. No, I was in I was in school by then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Kindergarten don't count. Uh, right. Yeah, I was so at what school. have I been watching? I watched right, sort of to annoy tone again because it's on Sky Sports. Right. I watched the Ryder Cup. Now I used to play golf, and my kids. This is what happens. I used to play golf. My kids had lessons. They were about, well, my oldest was about 10, and he wiped the floor on me, and I stopped golf. <laughs> so, didn't they? Um, so, I watched a bit of the Ryder Cup and on Sky. Now, I know we're not supposed to like them, and I know we're meant to put dollar signs instead of the Sky sign and all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, and it was um, they, they renamed the channel. I think it was normally Sky Sports Five. So they renamed it Sky Sports Ryder Cup for three days, which I've. <laughs> Which was quite funny, mind you. It did help me find it. I've got to admit, it didn't. It, there was no ambiguity, yeah. and uh, you know what? They did it really well. There was um, there was like the UK commentary, which of course I watch because I don't want to hear anything yeah. that is completely yeah. biased in my favour. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, you could press a button and you could get the American stream for the commentary and, and all the rest of it. And I just thought that was quite nice. I you know I, I didn't want to listen to them crying into their golf caps or whatever it was but yeah it was good and they did do it really well and there was an awful lot of options and they threw money at it and even things like the the closing ceremony they'd sort of it was always a bit all these golfings always a bit too you know too golfy you know and at the end i don't know who the girl was and she was a it and she was a sky presenter of sport i imagine and she was very nice and she was presented the final bit quite well and it was all quite friendly and it was all quite nice and it just it was i was quite impressed i'll give them it i was impressed with their coverage of the Ryder cup fair enough you probably had to pay 500 quid a month to watch it i can't no idea and it will probably be the only time i ever watch golf on the cable or satellite but credit where it's due it was good um right because I saw people being abusive about it, I watched Downton Abbey. Um, it's as silly and as full of nonsense as it ever was. There was a couple of bits that really, really made me laugh. And it was, uh, I, I, I can't even remember exactly the context of it. It was just a couple of bits I was laughing out loud. And I thought, I'm really laughing at Downton Abbey. They weren't jokes. It was the ludicrousness of it. And um, there was something, they were all, they, they'd hired a, a grand... No, it was a radio, wasn't it? They'd hired a radio to listen to the king make a speech or something. But they were all sitting in the room, all on these chairs in order of rank, with the servants all standing behind them in order of rank, all listening to the wireless. And it was just like... It really made me laugh, because I was thinking, that's what they did. Mm. It, was like, it was like the king was in the room. And yeah. when the king started speaking, they all stood up, because mm. he was on the radio. And I thought that was hilarious. I really like that. There was a few things. And they do throw comedy into it quite well. And you know what? The only reason I really wanted to mention it is I just saw people getting really abusive. And I'm sort of... I did write something today on Twitter about that. It was just like, if you don't like it, that's fine. You know? Yeah. There's lots of things I don't like, but I'm never going to belittle somebody else for having different opinions than mine or... <laughs> Or different likes to me, you know. Yeah, if you don't want to watch it, <laughs> don't watch it, you know. But it just shows such a lack of education. I'm sorry, and it really bothers me because like, I don't, I don't know. What do you watch, Tone? I mean, I'm not, this isn't Tone, don't get me wrong. But you watch weird things that I don't watch, mm. uh, wrestling something or other. Yeah. Right? And, you and know Fargo what? Fargo, even, you, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. If it gives you pleasure, yeah. if it gives you yeah. pleasure, then I wish there was a channel that did it 24 hours a day so you can enjoy it as often as you want. I'm never going to belittle it. I may be the one. Miss How many times have you not told me things and I've gone, oh, I wouldn't watch that. And then I've watched it and gone, oh, I wish I'd have watched that before. You lot completely right. Just because of that, it's not my thing. It just, I, it just really bothers me. Yeah. So in, in that vein, mm. sorry, carry on, Tone. The, the weird one I see is um, people clearly watching X Factor, not liking anything on it. 
And uh, you know, if I was in that situation, I'd be just like, okay, I didn't like that. Off, switch yeah. over to something. But you know, I, I mm. sometimes walk in and my wife is watching it, and you know, and I sort of give her a funny look, and she sort of goes, "Oh, this girl's quite good." And every time she says that, I oh, all right, then I'll sit down for a minute, and I think, yeah, that girl's good. Nothing wrong with that. I don't particularly want to sit there. I mean, my objection to things like the X Factor isn't the bits when they're good. It's the bits where they want to ridicule people that aren't. And that's where I feel really uncomfortable. And I don't, my, I don't want my entertainment to be something that makes me feel uncomfortable. That's just where I stand. But if you want to watch the X Factor, I hope you really enjoy it. My wife watches Coronation Street. And I've got to be in a really trying to be friendly mood to sit in the same room with that. Yeah. And it, not for any other reason is I have no idea what's going on. And you know what? Real life is tough enough. I don't really want to watch someone else having an even worse time. <laughs> but if she wants to watch it, that's great. Enjoy it. I hope it, I hope it gives you pleasure. I just can't stand this. You know, if somebody's different to me or got a different opinion to me, I've got to actually be abusive. And anyway, so just shut up. Mm. All right. There you go. Yeah, just that shut up. It, and to round it all off, <laughs> to round it all off, I watch Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, and I'll tell go. you why. Because I like looking at beautiful people moving elegantly to lovely music. And I like seeing people achieve. And if you've got somebody that can't dance and then they can dance because they've practiced really hard and they've really worked and they've done something incredible. To me, it's an achievement and more power to them and I will support them and enjoy it. And again, it's another one of these. Sometimes they, well, I don't think they've done it this series, but quite often they throw in the the person to ridicule. And that was the only bit about it I really didn't like. But, you know, some of it is pantomime. They've got um, one judge that's, you know, he's a pantomime baddie and that's what he is. But he's also very honest with his criticisms. He says, look, that was wrong, that was wrong. And people go, boo, boo, boo. And it's like, well, look, they are here to learn to dance and improve. He does it in a, but every now and again, he can't hold his stern face and he just breaks into a smile. And you're like, there you go. And it's a lovely balance. And uh, it's another program I've done work with. So that's sort of why I started watching it. Because I'm in the lucky position that quite a lot of the things I watch on telly, I've, I've worked on in some way. So anyway, I watched Strictly. I really enjoyed it. Again, if you don't enjoy it, fine. Find something else to do, and I hope you enjoy whatever it is, but don't be critical of anyone else's choices. Indeed. I think that's a wise wise word there, mm. Mr. Fox. Tone, what, what is on your list, sir? Um, well, I've just remembered another thing that I forgot to put down on my list um, was the NFL game from yesterday at Wembley. Um, you know... Because yeah, it had your presenters from here, you know, from the UK, but then it switches to the US commentary. And for this game, they were trying to get their heads around so many British phrases. You know, it was, it was but it was done in a sort of a way that was actually funny and entertaining. Whereas normally they'd be stumbling over it; it sounds stilted, and you know, but this did sound like you know, sort of more natural conversations. Like, you know, what what the heck is this? You know, sort of. <laughs> Don't they call this that over here? You know, that, that, all that. It, it was shtick, but it, it sounded, but it wasn't your usual so wooden, you know, you could make a door out of it sort of thing. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. You know, they usually do pretty well on Channel 4 with NFL coverage, really. I mean, it's a game made for a commercial channel. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so sticking, sticking it on, on like Channel 4, it used to be on Channel 5. There was a point where it was on the BBC, and sometimes those gaps between plays where the American feed would go to a break, that just became a bit slightly <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Uh, hang on a minute, yeah. while the while the Americans go and make some money. <laughs> yeah, and, and we we have this, you know, right, they, they do they did quite well on getting veterans in the studio as well, you know. You know. But yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, turned out to be a slightly one sided game, but you know it had all. It's all the fanfare around it. This is, NFL is one of those few things where I actually like that. You know, compared to, say, like, you know, some F1 coverage or whatever, or World Cup coverage where you get hours of build-up. You know, it, it's, F, F1 is, um, is guilty of that occasionally. Hours yeah, but, you know, especially for when they're here. But, you know, like that, that's... I mean, we discussed last week, didn't we, about the highlights version of F1 on BBC when they don't have the live, you know, it's free of all that sort of fanfare, you know, and, but like I say, NFL is one of those cases where I actually like that. Well, yeah. when, I mean, I used to go to quite a lot of, uh, well, I've been to NFL, but I used to go mm. to quite a lot of the European league. Mm. I even went to some away matches because I just got bored of going to away football. So I used to go to Amer- away America football. Mm. And the other stuff is just as intrinsic to the game as uh, watching the oh, game. Yes. I mean, to be honest, there's parts of the game. When I first went to watch it, I reckon, oh, I don't know, what's the game goes on for an hour, doesn't it? In well, it's of, of it's an hour of game time. Yeah. It, can take it was like three, hours. yeah, it was yeah. about three hours and I was sitting there going, you know, these girls jumping up and down in front of me were quite entertaining for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and now I'm getting a little bit, you know, and it, it took me a while to get my mind into the way it worked. And then the next couple of games, it's like, well, let's have something to eat. Okay. Well, you're going to miss the first bit. Yeah, don't matter. Let's get some beers. Let's wander down there. Let's have a go. Let's have a go and chat with the uh, away fans. And you wouldn't do that normally at a oh, football no, match, you, would you? You, you do. And we went and sat there and, and there was a load of, we were playing. Yeah. Oh, Edinburgh someone? It was a London Monarchs versus the, yeah. the Scotland something. Oh, they were Edinburgh. I'm sure they were. And so we sat down with them. We had a couple of beers. I mean, like I say, we didn't have any allegiances to anything. And it was just really friendly, really fun. When it was finished, we'd find a pub together, a home and away. It was really nice. And, you know, proper hot dogs as well, which was interesting. It's the first time I'd had proper hot dogs. And, mm. uh, you know, not like the things we get here. And it was like, it actually tasted something. That was quite interesting. That was a new one on me. Yeah. But it was, it was a razzmatazz, and it was almost like going to a show with some people interrupting it occasionally to play a bit of American football. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, and the that thing, is one sorry, thing. The, yeah. You know the thing? There was, that was the first thing, right? We have a football team. I don't know what do we got, have 11 and a few subs. There was like 50 per side. Yeah. And the amount of people in the black and white oh, yes. sort of checkered, not checkered, line things, pinstripe, whatever. It's, they, I can't believe how many, um, uh, what do you call it, officials there are. Mm. And they kept throwing things. It took me ages to work out what they were doing. They throw the things flags. on. Yeah. yeah, they were like throwing things. like, this is great. It's like even even <laughs> the officials, you can throw things and, and they're standing there and blowing whistles in people's faces. And when they were shouting or whatever command, or not command, a decision was made, it was coming through the loud hailer. 
Yeah. Or not loudspeakers or whatever. And you're like, you're actually part of the game as the audience. You know, a mm. football, they blow a whistle and they talk to each other and someone says something and someone says something. you got no idea. And if one of the players said something to the ref, you heard it. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? This is quite, I quite like this. I like the being part of it. I reckon they should mic up the refs and yeah. let us hear. And let us hear what the players' foul mouth tirades are in return. Because it yeah. will stop it. Because these players, oh, talk about big buggers. Oh, they were enormous. And they had just been hit. They were proper yeah. hit by some other big sod. And they said something to the ref. And it was almost rugby-esque in the way they went, yep, yes, sir. And walked away. And I was like, that's because they're mic'd up. That's because yeah. they they know. And I was thinking, there you go. Why can't we do that? I mean, that, there, there was a sort of quite funny NFL um, lip sync video that went round just before this season. Uh, sorry, the last Super Bowl. It was um, basically clip, clips of the players where you could see their mouths moving and they just put some silly comments over it. You know, I think it's called bad lip read or something like that. But you, you, you're right about the, you know, the players can mingle. I mean, I was walking, I was going through London on Sunday just before, every, you know, I was around St Pancras just before everybody was going to be heading to Wembley. Right. You know, and there were so many different shirts you know, about, you know, people going to Wembley and they had probably every single team in the NFL was represented. Yeah, and they were, they were all not, mixing quite happily. But know. they don't really do home and away in the way we do. But no. I remember I was in the States in mm. the 80s. I'm, all right, fair enough. Okay, you probably weren't born. But there were, there was the Tampa Bay Rowdies, because I remember it was the mm. height of football hooliganism here. And they said, yeah, but we've got the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And I'm like, what do they do? Well, they drink and they shout a bit. And I was like, you don't know you're born. But it was like the only team that had like an away following that might have caused any sort of almost mischief. And it's, it's nice. It's a, mm. it's a, but it is a family thing. Their sport. I mean, I know now we have family enclosure at, at football and everything. And you think, why should you need an enclosure to protect a family? Mm. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, we've got the lion enclosure there and we've got the hooligan enclosure there and we've got the yob enclosure yeah. there and we've got the pretty girl enclosure there. And, uh, you know, it's just like nonsense. It's just because of, I think it all stems from the miking it up and all the rest of it, mm. yeah? Because there's a reaction and and the behaviour changes. And I suppose us being a smaller country, we do have home and away. But, you know, there, there just isn't the thing. And because it's a family event, you turn up early, you have a picnic in the, um, in, in the car park or whatever it is. And funny enough, you look at cricket, another sport that doesn't have any violence or any problem, or rugby, again, no violence. It's because the day starts as a social thing. You go to rugby, you meet up beforehand, you have something to eat beforehand. There's people that eat in the car parks. People have, you know, car boot barbecues. Cricket, yeah. same thing. You, you, you know, I mean, in South Africa, I went to a, is it called a braai? And they actually have barbecues in the stadium. You know, and it's like, nice. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, no, it wasn't South I mean, Africa. I mean, the whole... It never went to South Africa. Yeah. They do it in South Africa. Yeah. But it is a bri. Uh, <laughs> where did I do it then? The Caribbean. I did it in Jamaica. That's where I had a, uh, what do you call it, a barbecue. And it's, it's the social side of sport. Yeah. And that's what keeps us back in the dark ages. Mm. Yeah. 
What's the next thing on your list, Doug? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, well, well, it was going to be a Doctor short Who. show, yeah. so I'm trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I mean, I, yeah, this week's Doctor Who, I've already kind of said my thoughts on that. Um, and after meaning to watch it for quite some time, I finally started on Whitechapel. And I'm now in the middle of the third season on Netflix. I've just um, watched the fourth episode, so the second two-parter. It's quite addictive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I mean, the first the first three, well, because they're in like, you know, it's, it's just a three-hour chunk. I was expecting a longer series, but I found, oh, oh what, I've reached the end of that. Okay, I'll carry on to the next one. The first series, yeah. I mean, I know what it's doing, but bits of it were just too gory for me. Because mm. I wasn't expecting it quite so gory. Uh, I mean, I know it fits in perfectly with the story, and I know why they had to do it. But I wasn't really ready at that point. I didn't yeah. know it was coming, and I was like, ah, "No, I don't want. I'm, I'm don't think I should watch this alone <laughs> anymore. I think I should make sure there's someone else in the room." Mm. And it's a really silly thing to watch at one o'clock in the morning, and uh, and um, I don't want to go anywhere near the windows and. Uh, it was yeah, it's quite funny, but I mean, I mean, like it. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing was, I, I think in my mind, I was confusing it with the thing with David Tennant because that's what I was expecting. But that's uh, Broadchurch, isn't it? Yeah, that I'm thinking of. Yeah, which is it? That is another detective thing. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I, I, so I think my it, wife she watched it. Yeah, I think in my mind, I was confusing it with that. So. You know, to see a guy who, you know, I think he'd been in Spooks as well, which we've mentioned before. You know, Broadchurch won all the awards, didn't it? Mm. And that, the girl, that girl that seems to win every award going at the moment, and I'm terrible with names, uh, she was in Broadchurch, but she also, she's like a comedy actress as well. Right, you carry on. I'm not, because I got criticised for never knowing the names yeah. of anyone. Well, I never know people's <laughs> names either. Anyway, um, yeah, but it's what's your name? Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's it? And uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, it was uh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I didn't even need to look that up. Lie, 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 lie. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say it's uh, you know, it, it is a police, you know, almost procedural, but there is something different enough about it that they are, you know, looking back at you know sort of historic crimes almost. I mean, even in this, even in this third season, they bring the Ripperologist into the sort of team and he starts building his own archive of everything from, he can get his hands on from around the world. And it's yeah. an interesting character, characterization him, isn't he? I think yeah. he's what makes the difference. Yeah. Because he's not only not a police person, no. he's not normal. No. You know, he, he's it's like having I don't know the most librarian of librarianish people in in a situation of such horror, mm. and it's just such a weird position, and it works really well. And it, and there's like the balance between him, the guy in charge, mm. and the sergeant, and they yeah. they're almost different ends of a scale, yeah. but they work together. And it's brilliantly, brilliantly conceived. I mean, that that was that was one thing. It sort of they even in the last episode I watched, they even talk about how different you know the DI and the sergeant are. You know, you know they they make a point of showing that difference. That oh, we we hated each other when we first met, and now we wouldn't be without you know sort yeah. of thing. 
and th- and then they've sort of slowly started to repl- you know, bring in other characters as well, which was always, you know, it never felt sort of forced or anything. Like sometimes when they do a bit of a swap around of cast, it can feel forced, can't it? Well, yeah, they, 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 when people left for one reason or another, <laughs> whoever came in fitted really well, but they in all that, had their own. Yeah. They had their own flaws. They had their own family issues there, and it works really yeah. well. I, I, Quite, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. I mean, I mean, I've got to say, out, out of what I've watched so far, I think the Cray Twins one was the most disturbing in a way. You know, because it because it was a more recent thing that they were, you know, harking back to as well. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, the 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 trouble I had with that one was the like, for instance, the first one was truly scary because you didn't mm. know your foe. Mm. You know, you didn't know who it was, where it was coming, and where the next victim would be. But with this lot, it was a bit uh, Al Capone, machine guns, shooting down, firing up pubs, mm. and this, that, and the other. It, it was a very different storyline. A very, um, it was really good. It was really good, as in, you know, basically mm. walking straight into the London mob and going, uh, you know, I'm, mm. I'm going to check these shoe lasts, whether you like it or not. And yeah. it was, it's different, but. Yeah. I, I, they're more the third and fourth series are more like the first series where you don't okay. really get it yeah. not in the same way yeah I mean, I mean the, the the sort of high point of that that crazy series was Peter Serafinowicz's performance in that I thought yeah because he, oh, he's married to the most beautiful woman in the world yeah he's sort of you know he plays a sort of you know there's, there's, I think it's one of the slimier characters he's ever played but he's he's never played the sort of popular the lead character has it, you know. Well, he, he gets he gets slimier. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets deeper and deeper. Oh yes, yeah. And, and I'm just checking. Is Sarah Alexander married to Peter Serovich? Isn't it? Lucky bugger, isn't he? There you go. You see, that's what fame and fortune obviously earns you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I never wanted it until now. No. Well, there we go. I yeah. really must. Uh, I really must have a look at Whitechapel because it does sound mm. does sound very good, very good indeed. Right. I think that's. Uh, I think that's that a show. I think. Do you know what tone? I, th- I think it might just be. It might just be. I think it's a show. Alex, do you agree? Yeah, I'm just trying to check. We've covered everything we could possibly cover for a very slow <laughs> news week. We've managed to uh, stretch a point. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, you know what, all things considered, you've had your weather report, apparently there's a really beautiful moon tonight, but I, uh, I'll go out and have a look at it afterwards, and um, yeah, that's it, well look, we covered the main topics, the weather and what we've watched, and the bits in the middle were just filler. Indeed, indeed. Right. And we're back in iTunes. We are! How about that, eh? Hey! Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you don't have to resort to Stitcher anymore. Yay! Well, <laughs> no, because Stitcher actually tweet the existence of our show every so often. That's nice, isn't mm. it? It's automated, but the the, the sentiment yeah. is uh, is accepted. I mean, funnily enough, um, there's another. I think I've mentioned it on here. The Ministry of Cake podcast, the gaming one, that was mentioned by Stitcher a couple of weeks ago as well as sort of one of their Friday recommendations. Yeah, but uh, they haven't got the hundred and seventy four thousand listeners we've got. Oh, they're getting close now. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't, I don't we'll think, have, we'll have to make a push now with an iTunes. We will have to make a push. Let's make a push. Yeah. Uh, right. Where can we find you? Tone. 
Tone7x20 on the Twitters. Excellent stuff. Did that without even looking. Uh, Hey. Uh, Next up. And that's good to give Alex time to look at his. (laughs) In the blue corner. (laughs) It is blue when you put it on your phone, actually. Well done. Alex, where can we find you, sir? At Very British View. Excellent stuff. I can even spell it now. There you go. There you go. And you can find me on Twitter at SF Drummer. That's all we have for this show. If you want to get in touch, drop us a line at airwavesshow at gmail.com or you can leave us a comment at the-airwaves.com or you can get us on Twitter at airwavescast or, as I said earlier, you can subscribe to us in iTunes. Maybe leave us a review if you like the show. That'd be nice. Also, and if you're going to leave a re- review, make sure you mention how gorgeous Russie's voice is. I will be filling him in after the show. Oh, yeah, I, I, I saw that email you sent me very nice thank you very much yeah (laughs) it got dirty it got dirty oh dear oh (laughs) christ dear me right okay google plus community is all it says in my notes so that obviously means that if you want to have a look at our google plus community you can go to google plus go to the community section do a search for the airwaves and uh and uh, get our business there all the uh, all the stuff that's going on there we will return next week with a new episode of the airwaves if i survive my trip to the metropolis tomorrow but until then take care everybody good evening bye bye <laughs>